Hey, what's up? This is Chef Noel Cunningham, your Jamaican chef. Welcome to What's Cooking with Chef Noel, the podcast that dishes on the food and beverage industry and the entrepreneurial spirit and everything relevant to being a chef. If you love to cook or eat, this is a show for you. What's Cooking with Chef Noel, witty, real and informative. And now it's some time for some good conversation on branding and marketing as it relates to a chef. And who's better to talk to than the chef advocate herself, Annette Davidson. Hey, Annette, what's up? Hey, Chef Noel, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. Um, It's long overdue, right? Welcome. (laughs) Well, you know, nothing happens before it's time. Which is true. And... Today we're talking branding and marketing and how can a chef, you know, brand themselves, market themselves to be successful. But before we jump in the conversation, how are you and COVID, especially with your kind of job at this time? Well, you know, we're all, the industry on a whole is taking a battering from COVID, but I have learned how to pivot. I've learned that I had to pivot and have launched a online program called Kitchen Talk Live, yeah. where I speak with industry professionals and experts, whether it's a chef, whether it's a mental health um, professional or yeah. mixologist, and around the world, and just talk to them about what's going on, how are they coping? Mm-hmm. So good so far, yeah. And we're looking to branch it, branch off with it into a different fair come January 2021. Nice, nice. That's sounding good. What is the chef's advocate and what is your role? Well, the chef's advocate, basically, as the name says, the chef's advocate. I advocate advocate on on behalf of chefs. I started the company, I started it after the death of a former client. And after finding out how the client died, I started wonderful better than snooping and realized that chefs on a whole do not take care of themselves. Um, So I started it on the the company on the premise that I was going to help chefs prepare for the rainy day. Mm -hmm. And I started it, had... um, started to form relationships with the insurance company and some other financial planning folks. But little did I know that what my dream would have taken much longer than after starting it because there's certain laws, there's certain restrictions, there's certain things I had to follow. Yeah. I my goal was to well we I was supposed to launch a program with a major insurance company here in New York City. In March, actually April 1st, we should have launched, but COVID happened. And after a lot of going back and forth, we, I, you know, both the insurance company and I decided we wouldn't roll out a program until spring, until spring 2021. With that, with that realization, I turned, you know, basically water into wine and said, okay, let me focus on branding, marketing and PR for chefs. Because there's a lot of chefs and mixologists and industry professionals out there who want to do certain things, but they're not prepared. They don't have a website 
and they, they have, but they have social media. But when you look at the social media, their social media account doesn't reflect who they are. Yeah, so yeah. I shifted my focus with that, and that's where we are right now. Okay, sounding good. And in terms of branding and marketing, how is that for chefs? Because normally, as chefs, it's, all we focus on is just the kitchen, like, you know, putting out um, good-looking dishes or, you know, tasting dishes. How is that? How is that um, going in terms of branding and marketing so far? One of the things that I like to tell chefs, mm-hmm. don't put it out. You wouldn't send the plate out there if it's not immaculate. Yeah. You, that plate is not going in that waiter's hand to be served to the clock, to the customer. Yeah. The same regard you have for that plate is how you are to regard your branding. Don't post it if you're not comfortable with it. Don't post it if it doesn't reflect who you are. Yeah. I have seen, I have gone on many of social media accounts mm-hmm. and I'm like, I look at it and I, the first question is like, are you a chef? <laughs> is this, no, is this your professional account or is this your personal account? Yeah. I have two accounts. I have a business account and I have a personal account. Yeah. And the stuff that is on my personal account will never make it over to my professional account. Yeah. Vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm a separatist. Yeah. I keep, if we are connected on social media, if we're connected on my professional social media, we will not be connected on my personal account. Yeah, because that's where they know you, right? Professionally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for chefs, mixologists, bartenders, yeah. how do you want to be viewed? You know, that's the first question you should ask yourself. How do I want to be seen? How do I want to be viewed? Is this, is this a brand that I want to project? Is this a brand I want to put out there? Yeah. But then there are some persons who don't really understand, but then that's why we have a chef's advocate. They don't even right. understand their own brand. They don't know what's their brand color. They don't have a logo. They don't understand what it takes. How do you help a person like that? No. I, how do I help? someone who doesn't know what their brand is, they don't have a color, they, yeah. you know, I give them, I would sit down with you and give you six questions. Yeah. You know, there, I have six core questions that I ask. One of them is, what problem do you want to solve? Yeah. Yeah, that's the most important thing because you can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. But for you them, know, and but for the chef, you know, the chef is going to say, oh, I just want to cook good food. They don't really focus much on branding because social media became popular, you know, 2009-ish, 10. So it's mm-hmm. a whole different game now for chefs, especially some of our old school, you know. Wanting to cook, wanting to just cook good food, mm-hmm. then you need to go in the kitchen and pardon this expression, yeah. cook and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Stay off of social media. Yeah. So get someone then to do it. You're saying if you can't afford right. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't afford it. Yeah. Get someone 
you know, get someone that can help you yeah. in developing it. Mm -hmm. Because image sell, and then people see your social media before they actually see or know you, and that's going to invite them to you. So if you don't have a welcoming social media or a social media personality, then it's bad for you, especially in this time that we're living in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I even I when I look at my the chef's advocate um social media account. Yeah, I doubt I you know I ha I do have doubts in what I'm putting out there. Yeah, you know is it is it asymmetrical? What's the 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 post that I put underneath the picture? You know, does it resonate? Will it resonate to? Will it resonate to my audience? Does yeah. it does it resonate to the um back to the picture that is above it? You know, I have doubts, and there many a times I won't post because I am in so much self doubt. Yeah, because I want to make sure that I am putting the right message out there. Yeah, I see that. What would you say? What are some of the um? tips that you would say to a chef or maybe a young chef who is just coming in the industry in terms of setting up a good branding and marketing strategy a good branding and marketing the tip i would give is get a logo yeah. but make sure the logo that you you get make sure the logo that you have speaks about you as a person and speaks to who you are as that profession, the culinary professional. Yeah. What is, what colors, what, what's your brand colors? Anyone who knows me knows that my favorite color is purple. Yeah. And I've delved deep into the meaning of purple. You know, of course, purple stands for royalty. Yeah. You know, I love that. And it's royalty. It's also creativity. You know, at times I don't see myself as a, I don't see myself as a creative person, but I'm told over and over, you are a creative person. Yeah. You know, so you, you get one, you get your logo, you get your, your brand colors, you put, you get someone who can, who, who can now work and translate in that for you. Yeah. To start your brand. You know, most importantly, your color I know my color speaks for me. Choose a color that will speak for you. Yeah. But I think even for me personally, right? Mm -hmm. When I started out, I didn't have any brand color. That wasn't my thing. My thing was cooking good food, putting it out there. And then I, of course, I came up with a company name, Cuisine by Noel. Then I said, okay, I need a logo. I worked on maybe five different logos before I really feel one. So I think if you're mm -hmm. doing something, you should really feel it. That's personally for me. If I'm not feeling it, then I'm like, mm -mm, this is not it. The next yeah, thing, you know, for my brand color now, so my brand color mm -hmm. now, I didn't have a brand color really and truly. And I don't, I don't know how I came up with my brand color. It's just after a while, because my favorite color is blue, of course. But then, so orange is my brand color. And I don't even know what else came up with it. I started using it. Um... And I like it, and I feel it. I'm like, okay, this is my brand color. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think after but a while, you can feel stuff. You know, you can feel stuff that yeah. oh, this resonates with me. This is for me. This is for my brand. This speaks to my brand. 
But if if you Chef Noel, if yeah. you don't know what color represents you, you don't 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 go with a color. Just go with a simple. Just rely on the font. Black and white. Find, <laughs> you, no, you can choose black and white. You can you know you can choose black and white, but choose something that is, is easily transferable yeah. and trans it, that, that it translates to what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. To the brand that you're trying to build. I feel it. Yeah. You know, because when yeah. I first started out, when I first started out many moons ago, like you, I didn't have a brand color. What I relied on was the font. And as I, you know, as I grew yeah. more and more yeah. into the into the role, I settled on purple. Mm-hmm. I settled on purple. And then, and then, and then, for my logo, now what I did now, I went to it. Uh, the N. I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep it clean and classy because most people use you, a fork, you, a knife, or this or that. And I wanted to you concentrate, you focus yeah. on the the font, the, on the font. Yeah. So I did the font yep. for me, and then you know use the N for cuisine by Noel, then Chef Noel. So the N can be used for just about anything. And then once you see that, then you know, okay, mm-hmm. that's Chef Noel N. That's his end. So get something that's unique and stand out to you. Right. Yeah. But when I look at your when I look at your logo and when I look at your logo color, yeah. and I look at the meaning of the color that you chose, I see it. Yeah. I can see the orange in you because orange is enthusiasm, fascination, happiness, that, creativity, that, determination, yeah. attraction, yeah. success, and encouragement. Yeah. You know, having known you for what the past two, three years, yeah. I see all of that. I can, I, I can put the, I can put the two together and said, his color by Chef Noel choosing orange represents him because there's enthusiasm in what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're happy. Orange represents creativity. I see the creativity as in when you create your dishes. You're determined. There's determination because you're determined to succeed. Yeah, I love that, and I am very determined. That's you know, I'm very determined. Right, and very you're very no matter no matter what, you're always encouraging. I see yeah. when you, I you know, on your social media when I do check you out sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you're always you're encouraging people. Yeah, yeah. Just different you know, what did, what did your yeah. in in the opening part of the book? If I can succeed, no, if I can do it, you can do you it too. too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, your color, your brand color speaks to who you are as a person. Yeah. So my, I say that to say that for the young culinarians coming up, and even the seasoned culinarians, mm-hmm. choose a color that resonates with you. Choose a color that resonates with you. Yeah. So they can research all those stuff, you know. They can let, as I have one of my coaches say, always say to me, "Let business, let Google be your friend." Yeah. You know, you don't, and it's not rocket science. All you have to type in is, "What is a brand color?" Yeah. And it it comes up. 
But choose, I say that to say, choose a color that resonates with you. Choose a color that yeah. speaks to you. Use your personality black, and use your personality. Yeah. Yeah. Black doesn't mean death. Yeah. Black represents luxury. Look at the American Express black card. That's luxury. For you to have their, to get the American Express black card, you have to make a certain amount or spend a certain amount a year. Yeah. But, you know, so if your logo is just simply black, that's luxury. Yeah. So in terms of marketing now, in terms of marketing now, what are, because we know that, of course, you need a press kit for those um, who are doing media, chefs who are doing media, because now with, you know, Food Network and chefs being um, experts, in terms of marketing, and you also need to be ready. So when the media approach you or the opportunity comes, you're ready. So help yeah. me out now. So you need the press kit. What else? Your headshot. Okay, let, yeah. the marketing aspect of it, and we've I've gotten this. You know, folks want to be want to go on, want to submit an application to Chop, Anything Food Network, or even to get basic PR coverage. Yeah, you have to have a media kit, and the media kit could be a basic, basic thing. Yeah, headshot done professionally, and your bio. I, some of the bios that have come across my computer, the time I just look at them and I've, I've had to take long walks. <laughs> long walk to freedom. <laughs> and now, cause when I, I'll say to a chef, could you send me your bio? Four lines, does, four sentences does not make your bio. Yeah. Four sentences does not make your bio. A basic press kit a basic media kit is could is your headshot and your bio and if you even if you've only had one media mention yeah or one article you know about you include that yeah. you're good to go but your headshot has to be professionally done not a selfie not a selfie nope and if you can't afford to pay a photographer, if you have an iPhone, you put your iPhone on the portrait in the portrait mode. Yeah. And you have someone take a picture of you. And if you're going to take your picture, have them do the headshot that way. Make sure what you're wearing is lint-free, yeah. stain-free. Yeah. And the phones Make these days are good, you know. It's just good lighting you need and a good background because my friend was on the show a few weeks ago, Professor Hope. The picture mm -hmm. that's on her book cover was used by a phone with a green screen, and then they lift that picture now. But then, of course, if it's a bad background, then you got to lift it, and you can fix the image if that's all you have. But no, you can pay a photographer $100, $57 to do, like, five, six good pictures. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if and if you if you don't want if you have folks telling you well having your headshot done shot on an iPhone is not professional and you want to step it up a notch find if there find out where there's a photography student and find you know inquire about being their subject and do a trade yeah I bake you I bake you a dozen cookies or I could cook you a nice dinner or lunch or breakfast whatever and that would be it could be a trade-off for you taking my headshot yeah but 
whatever you do, do not, if someone asks you for a headshot, do not submit a selfie. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you can't write, if you, if you're not comfortable in writing your bio, send your CV or your resume. And, and if you're going to send your the CV is, or resume. There are examples on Google and you don't need to copy someone own because it's your story, it's your journey. And that's something right. that you should always update in terms of your bio. If you want to add that you got a new award or you changed job or something. And so that's the purpose. So like you don't need to send a resume to certain things. Right. Like get your thing up to standard or get the chef's advocate. <laughs> or you can, yes, you can get the chef's advocate and we will put together, you know, a basic media kit for yeah. you mm-hmm. that you can use. And get you media ready. And get you media ready. Yeah. You know, we're not only, the chef's advocate does not only advocate for the chef, the industry health, mm-hmm. you know, your health and wellness and well being. We also advocate for you, for your brand. Yeah. How, how are you perceived when you're in the marketplace? Well, that's a question you, that's before you even start anything. You do a cell check. How do I want to be viewed? How do I want to be perceived when I'm in the marketplace? Yeah. How do people see me? And then you the know, thing is, it's very competitive now with um, chefs, even on social media in the same space. And it's a shared market. How are you going to separate huh? yourself from a chef, Noel, from a chef, Bobby Flay, from a chef, Rachel Ray? What are you doing to stand out? I'm going to say brandly. <laughs> if... If that's a word, you know, or you separate yourself, yourself brandly, you know, so that yes. way people can see you, identify you. you, you know, your social media is different. Your Instagram is different. Your food is different. Your, you know, your approach is also different. And it's not just that too, but I think also is, we would say relationship as well. So even though you have the good branding and a good marketing, you need to also form relationship and relationship can mean with your followers. It can be mm-hmm. with business people or the industry or the media, stuff like that. So it's a whole package. You tap on relationship. Yeah. You know, when you're, when folks are putting together their, their social media posts, you know, if you are hired as the caterer, the chef caterer for an event, yeah. ask the photographer, can I get five Five of the images that you took off my food. Yeah. As the event planner who brought you in, mm-hmm. am I allowed to? Can I take, you know, take pictures of the food I created yeah. for social media? You know, you you create relationships. You have to create relationships to get and what you want. I saw this quote once said. Um, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Doing your best and working hard isn't always enough to get people to notice. So even as a chef, cooking all these fancy food and whatever is just not enough. So your brand is what? And your brand is also your image, the image that you put off. So your branding is not just the logo and the brand color. Your brand is also your image. You are cook yeah. and you have bandana upon your head and your pants drop down on your this and... Remember, you know, the quote says is, is what people are going to say about you when you're not in the room. Okay, 
um, Chef Noel is always put together. Chef Noel is... I heard Oprah Winfrey once said that now these days, you know, everyone craving over brand and creating brand. She had her brand before she created any branding. Yeah. Before any branding. So she had a brand before she created, mm-hmm. you know, her branding. And she said her brand is always excellence. Everything that she does is, you know, it's done on that. It's done on excellence. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's what's going to speak for you when you're not in the room. When you're not in the room, right. Hence, when you go, when you look at your so, the uh, chefs or whomever social media account. Yeah. You know, I did, I use this as an example. Let's use Carla all, Carla all, you know, in terms of her personality. Or, you know, she's yeah. doing this, she's doing that different stuff that she's a part of, the true, you know, she her brand, you know. And your but even be- you even before she went on the... Even before she went on the truth, she was on Top Chef. Yeah. And even be- and way before Top Chef, she had her own catering company. Yeah. So it's a, it's a the relationship there. She went from catering to Top Chef to now what do you call it? a celebrity chef talk show host. She's now on Food you Network. Know, yeah. She's on Food Network. Her brand yeah. grew even with while um... she was. While name? she was growing, while she's growing, she's taking her brand along with yeah. her. That guy that wore the Crocs, um, he as well, um, you know, the Crocs was his style, and most people didn't like it. But hey, you know him for it. Mario Batali, yes. yeah, Mario Batali, yeah. Mario Batali, he became, he had his brand, but he incorporated his yeah. orange Crocs as part of his brand. So when he got onto the TV stage and started blowing up from there. You, his orange Crocs was what you remembered about him. Mm-hmm. There, there again, the brand color. Yeah. Your brand color, yes. Consistency is also a next thing that you know. Like you got to focus on. You can't start off strong now and then you fall down next week and then you come back again. And consistency is key. Yes, you have to be consistent, just like you said, chef. You can't do, if you, you're as good as your, you're as good as the last plate that you painted. Yeah. So look at your brand and said, okay, the last person that came in contact with me, how good, I'm just as good then. Yeah. So you have to keep improving. You have to keep working on your brand. Your brand is always a work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. Your brand is work in progress. Yeah. While you're asleep, your brand is out there working. Yeah. And if you think it's too much work, then, of course, as I said earlier, and I keep on saying it, you know, just get somebody to do it. And if you can train somebody, if you can't afford the professional, if that's your route, you get your sister, your granny, your mother. And but then and you also and your presence is also important. You can't post from last from 2016. And yet still, you're still online liking stuff, commenting elsewhere, but you're not posting and updating your stuff, then people are going to jump over you. Yeah. One of the things that, one of the things that I do, I make it my duty to post at least once a day. Mm -hmm. You know, certain platforms that I use say I should post four times a day. 
But if I don't have the time to post four times, if I don't have the time to post four times a day or I didn't pre-plan my post, I try to push out at least one post per day to keep me relevant. Yeah, yeah. And And then especially in this time with so many influencers because brands are now, our companies are now using influencers, persons with the following. So it's not so much about your skills anymore. It's about reach. As a but chef, do you think do, chef, yourself, do you think yeah. do you think influencers now that we're high flung into COVID, do you think influencers are are a, are a huge factor now for for companies and brands? Yeah, it is. Because that's what they want. Uh-huh. That's what they want. Because okay. remember no Things and time changing, right? And everything is all about technology, the Zoom, the days, the that. And everyone is stopping in. Oh, can we get our products to reach these people who are locked in, these people who are home? And everyone is on their phone these days. No one is even watching right. television, really. So you find that they want to go after the people with the most following, the most reach. And sure. not so much of, you know, the following so much, but persons who have a strong audience. Because you can have really and truly a thousand five people, you know. But your audience is still strong. It's still mm-hmm. looking good. The comments are there to show. The likes are there. The shares are there. And you have a good following. It's about the 10 and 20,000. Really and truly. So now the influencers are the one really making the money. Even the chefs <laughs> with their top following. Because companies are going to reach out. Hey, Chef Noel, I'd like for you to do a live cooking demo on this product or this. Because they know that, okay, Chef Noel can reach... Some audience, some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you okay. want to make an impression on these companies, then you're gonna roll with the punches and form and start developing the relationships. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then, so I was talking to a chef the other day, and he was having some problem because he keep on tagging a certain food company, wanting them to recognize him. Honestly, I must say that's something I was doing. When I just started with social media, I would cook some nice food and put their products in it and I would always tag them. Then they would just come and click like. They might comment, oh, looking good. And I'm like, yo, I'm not getting these people's attention until I realize there is a difference between the social media team and the marketing team marketing and the team. sales yep. and the this and the that. So the person managing the social media is not necessarily the person who are in branding and marketing that would promote you or get you some goods and product or maybe give you a job. So we also need to understand but the different al- roles. Yeah. But also, if you tag in the product or tag in the company's page, yeah. won't guarantee you anything. You have to send an email. Email, yeah. Or even if you don't, if there's no email address provided, send them a message. And then you wait a few days, no response, send them another message. And it said that chef don't like to answer emails. <laughs> That's the next thing. Oh, let's not talk about chefs and their communication. That's another That's another episode. Well, that's, that's another true. episode. But, you know, like you said, there's a difference between the person or the team that's handling social media. It's not the team that's handling the marketing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the team that's handling the advertising. It's not the team that's handling the sales. Yeah. So we need to know the difference. And then if you have a person like your um your team of people, so you have your social media team or your PR, then your PR would know 
how to reach out to you know these people yeah you have to it, at the end of the day it comes down to relationship and communication yeah if there's a brand if there's a particular brand out there that you're interested in and you're trying to get them to know this take it and you're reaching out you're tagging them tagging them tagging them and they're they're not responding go on their website yeah fill out the form there's normally a communication form fill it out if you if there's no form there's a phone number yeah pick up the phone dial the numbers let your finger do the walking what are some of the challenges you find now with chefs or working with chefs the challenges i'm finding is chefs think they can do it all themselves mm. yes oh i don't need you i don't need you to advocate pr or marketing wise i can do it myself oh. okay and I said, okay, then can you send me your headshot or send me your bio? Because I know you're a good cook. I know you can cook. Yeah. But I know I don't cook. So I'm not going to, I know you wouldn't come to me and say, and that I need a salmon, I need a kale salad with chimichurri sauce and yeah. salmon crudo. Yeah. You could not look at me and say, okay, I need you to make that for me because I'm not going to do it. You're not going to get it. Yeah. I need the thing, the challenge that I'm finding with chefs is they think they can do it all and they don't need the help. Yeah. So that's something we've got to work yeah. on. Yo, you all, and I, you know when I say you all, yeah. need, and it's also, remember, build a team. Is it different though, because you're based in New York, is it different for like the Caribbean, like the Jamaican chefs versus, and you work with the Italian chefs, and you work with different chefs from different backgrounds? I, I work with chefs globally, mm-hmm. and I must say, my, the Europeans that I've, that I have access to, and that I've worked with, are more open mm-hmm. to accepting help than the than the others. Yeah. I have an Italian actually you know, I have a Greek chef right now who and he's currently based in he's currently based in Oregon. And he just simply said, Whenever I'm ready, are you? I said, get your picture taken. I don't have any time for that. Send somebody Here's, here's the phone number to so-and-so. Call him and set it up and tell him, meet me at my kitchen. Yeah. He knows his limitations. I said to him, I need your bio. I need this. And he's just like, I'll, I'll talk into the phone and send it to you. And you just write what you hear and put, put it together. Yeah. I, my personal, my professional experience I find the Europeans are more open to accepting help than the rest of the world. Mm. Someone else may have someone else may have a different experience, but I I find the, my Europeans are more open. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good <laughs> that <laughs> it's good that you 
have all these experience and you're trying to help the industry because trust me it's a forever struggling industry for sure and it takes a lot of work and i'm sure you realize that look this thing is deeper than we think the industry is very deep and then with so many chefs struggling and we also and you mentioned elt earlier and recently on the podcast i was talking with chef kenny minor on the elt the healthy aspect of chefs and the unavoidable lifestyle that comes with the title and we mentioned uh-huh. chef um carl cuban Oh yeah, Chef Carl Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz, you know, who passed away last it was last year, right? Or it's this year? It was last September last year, September twenty first last year. Oh Lord, time is going by so fast. It's one year already. Oh. Yes, it's one year since he transitioned. Wow. And then now we've lost Chef Judson Todd Allen to Art Attack and it was said that Ruiz has Art Attack as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Art Attack is very you know, very common as it relates to chefs. And I've known a few other chefs who passed away as well from heart attack. One guy just didn't wake up as well. What is your take on that as the chef's advocate in terms of chefs taking care of themselves? It's, it's funny you brought, you're, we're talking about this now because I was speaking with a young lady who runs life coach for chefs, um, Romy, and she's a former pastry chef. Yeah. And we, she said she had to get out of the kitchen to regain herself. Mm. For those who can't afford to do that, you have to start small. You have to start small. Something as small as resting at night. You have to rest at night. You can't work. 24 hours a day. You're not Superman. Mm -hmm. So resting is one. The second thing is, how are you eating? Very important. And I know know chefs are in the kitchen constantly tasting things. But are you eating one solid meal a day? I'm no chef, but I know for me, if I don't have breakfast, I am not the nice person. Breakfast for me is the most important meal for the day. You gotta kickstart the day the healthy way and get your body going, you know, break the fast. Right. And chefs are accessible. Alcohol is accessible is so easily gained. Yeah. How much are you drinking? And that's the my flip question. side is that's my if question. You, if you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're not eating properly what is in your system that is absorbing the alcohol that you're putting in? Yeah. So that's two, three. Are you exercising? Mm, a very important one, yeah. Are you exercising? They, you know, there's simple exercises that you can do as a chef while you're in the kitchen. If you can't afford to go to the gym, if you're at your station and you're chopping carrots, there's certain there are exercises that you can do while you're chopping, rotating your shoulders, rotating your neck. Yeah. You know, if take, you don't stand there and chop your carrots for two hours. You take a little break. Take, an, take a break and do squats, do stretches. 
And what I said in the interview with Kenny, if you can't take care of yourself, how will you take care of somebody else? And you come first without serve yourself. And oftentimes we don't see it as serving ourselves. We see it as just, oh yeah, I'm doing this for me. No, it's serving you. Gotta learn to serve it's yourself. Serving, yeah. Because remember, you drop you if you drop dead in the kitchen, you will be replaced in four hours. Oh yeah. And the boss and trust and, me, I was working in this kitchen and I think her staff got damaged and the boss at the time went and she clocked out the employee and the employer or employee well yeah the staff she clocked uh -huh. her out like I'm like that's not even important somebody's damaged and we all know that she she's not here so what's the importance of clocking out the person because she was more worried about her money and she don't want to make no mistake with the payroll paying her for eight hours when she want to work for well, COVID is, you know, COVID is changing all of that. Yeah. COVID has changed all of that now. You know, because with the amount of advocacy that's coming coming down through National Restaurant Association, in, that the Restaurant Relief Fund, mm -hmm. to the James Beard Foundation, the advocacy about, there's so much advocacy about maintaining good health yeah. as a chef. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you, like you said, what are you doing to serve you? Because it doesn't just start with creating the recipe. It starts with you. Did you have a good night's sleep before? How focused are you? Can you concentrate on what you're doing? Did you, so did you, <laughs> did you eat? Yeah. You know, how overweight are you? Are you a walking heart attack waiting yeah. to happen? Waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, chefs on a whole, and it's not, it doesn't only go for chefs. It goes for the back of house, and it also goes for the front of house. Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. The servers as so well. So, while, yeah. while, 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 so they good exercise. While yeah. my company, while my company's name is the chef's advocate, I don't advocate only just for chefs. I yeah. cover the industry. Yeah. I cover the industry. How is your mental? How yeah. is your mental health? health. And the mental, are and you, then, if you're not rested properly and all these stuff, then that's gonna lead to mental health, and the mental health gonna lead to um, you know, you being up, you snacking, you eating unhealthy, you have emotional craves, and wanting lead to your drink. You're you're drinking too much. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. If if are you feeling suicidal? Is there anything yeah, so, um, you want to say? Is there anything you want to say now before we um, wrap up as it relates to, you know, overall the branding, the marketing, and, you know. You know, with, the, with branding and marketing, the trends you, as well. the, the chefs or the industry on a whole, you want to put yourself out there for your brand. Yeah. Under, you have to ask yourself, what do I, what do, what do, I do? How am I going to do it? What do I want to be known for? Yeah. Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. What do you want to be known for? How do you want to be seen? Or be remembered. Or be remembered. Yeah. You know, the three, I say the three questions, you're, what is there clarity to your brand? Mm -hmm. So I have the three basic steps for understanding your brand. What is their clarity? What yeah. value am I bringing to my audience? 
what value, if someone comes on your IG, your Facebook, your TikTok page, what value can they get walking after viewing it? Yeah. How are you going to, how are you, the third one is, how are you communicating? If you're communicating via social media, uh, are you in pictures throwing up deuces, looking half drunk, looking sweaty? <laughs> you know, is the, when you do put your post up, is it really with grammatical errors? Yeah. Like I got chided the other day and someone DM'd me and said, you, do you know that you have spelling errors? And I'm like, I wasn't aware of the spelling errors. And she, the young lady screenshotted it and sent it back to me. And I said to her, I was educated under the British system, not the American system. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And it is still ingrained in me. And she messaged me back and she says, well, you're in America. You should conform. And I said, no, I won't. Yeah. Because, like, if I do stuff here in the Canadian way and I say send, send it now to Jamaica, they change it. And when I see it, I'm like, oh, this is wrong. But then... That's, you know, that's Jamaica way. I mean, Canada, it's different. The U.S. is mm -hmm. different. England, it's different. But some stuff I just overlook, though. Some stuff I just overlook. Like faith, well, I mean, and, you know, th those words. Uh, I'm a traditionalist. And I've always been a traditionalist. I, I like to, I hold on to tradition. Yeah. I hold on to what I, how I was taught. When I was in college, I thought, actually, yeah, when I was in college, it wasn't until I was graduating yeah. wherein my advisor said to me, you failed English ever since you came through the door. And I said, why? And she showed me my grades every semester that I was in school for. The professor failed me. Yeah. And when I brought her up in front of the dean of students and the dean of faculty, you know what she said? I refused to buy the dictionary, the required dictionary. <laughs> and I didn't refuse to buy the required dictionary because the dictionary I grew up using is, was the Oxford Concise Dictionary. Yeah. And I still use the Oxford, the Oxford Concise Dictionary. And the way how I spelled words, behavior, favor, favorite, check. And the dean of faculty said, barring all those, you know, how would you rate her? And she said, okay. She said, I rate her as, she told me what, she told us what number. Yeah. And he went ahead and said, then change it. Yeah. It's how she's coming from a different culture. And it's going to take a while. while yeah, it's going to yeah. take time for people thing, to adapt. Yeah, it's I Canada. Honestly, yeah. I refuse to adapt. Yeah. It's how I was taught. I'm holding on to my, my, my culture. Yeah. This is how I was taught. I'm not I changing. That people should do that because even when they come here to Canada, right, they give them a different name, like an English name. And I'm like, most of them, I'm like, hmm, it's, we should try to learn their name. Not that they should fit into our culture because your name is your identity. Like, I am mm -hmm. Noel, you are Annette, and that's what you know from you're a baby. Now you have to change your life. But now you have a different, you know, Monica, different name. I'm like, yeah, so when you know folks who know me, especially my Italian and my European clients, yeah. when they see certain things, they're like, mm, "Yep, here's, she, she, she's she's cool. she's right." Yeah, you know, she's not. I'm not. I'm not changing. Yeah, same things I've been for, but not when it comes to to this. 
but with with the industry with chefs anyone who wants to go out there and form a brand you know ask yourself the question what is it clear is it clear what's the clarity what value are you bringing yeah. what value are you going to add to your potential audience life and ask this is the most important question how are you going to communicate it yeah how are you going to communicate? Because your communication has to be crystal clear. It, has to be it cannot be jumbled. You don't yeah. want anything lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining the conversation and, you know, sharing your knowledge. And I hope my fellow chefs, you know, take some notes and also improve their brand or create their brand or start their brand or, just share this knowledge with someone else who need to hear this kind of information, right? Yes. Thanks for having me, Chef Noel. Yeah, man, anytime. And, no problem. And if there's anyone out there who wants to contact me, yeah, hit me up on i hit me up on IG, the Chef's Advocate, and just shoot me a message, or you can shoot me an email. And you have kitchen talk when that's coming back. Kitchen Talk, will we're working on November, which we're going to do. The, actually, the theme for November is mental health and the holidays. Okay. And we're, we will be speaking with mental health um, professionals, a psychiatrist, no, a psychologist, chefs, a recovering, a chef who's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. And we are going to talk about how the holidays, especially a COVID holiday, what effect it's going to have on the industry's psychic. Okay. Sounds good. Stay tuned. It's going to be, and there's going to be a few surprises too. So check it out. All right. Okay. Thanks again, Chef Noel, and wishing you all the luck with what's cooking with Chef Noel. Which is right. All right. I want to say a big thank you to my guest, Annette Davidson, for stopping by and sharing her knowledge. And I want to thank you for listening. Remember that you can follow us on Instagram at What's Cooking with Chef Noel. And to follow me, it's at I Am Chef Noel. Remember to like this podcast, share this podcast, follow us on Spotify, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's there. Until next time, see ya!